Okay, scrambled egg brain. <laughs> we're really, we're moving and grooving today. Happy Monday. <laughs> Ooh, happy Monday. Happy Monday. You guys, oh gosh, it's, uh, it's, I mean, God, it's a challenging time, but I got the nicest message, um, from a, from a lovely human being who, uh, who I'm connected to on Instagram and, uh, She's an artist, and she she does these beautiful illustrations that sometimes I am honored enough to have include me. And she was like, "Please keep being a light in the dark." And I was the 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 arrow of of happy straight into my heart was just. Oh, ooh, ooh, I love it. The trajectory, so good. Uh, I love it. it was um, we have been, we realized that we have my friend Marnie's copy of the Wii game Just Dance from, we've had it for like eight, six years. Two yes! Years, too many years to have borrowed something from somebody. Um, but we <laughs> are having a great time and I have to tell you, I was blaming it on the remote, but Don is actually a much higher scorer in Just Dance than I am. And I was bitter and then I was like, we're just having fun. I just want, I just want what's coming to me. I, all I want is my fair share. I'm just like Sally in The Great Pumpkin. I just want my fair share. Oh. <laughs> I'm Jen Ponton. Oh, I'm Lillian Bustle. And this is, uh, this is your daily dose of all the fucks. All the fucks. If if self actualization, yeah, <laughs> also involved that ritual in Indiana Jones where someone sticks their hand into your still beating heart. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. I mean, that's what my self actualization is for sure. <laughs> Does it hurt yet? Are you thinking about all the times in your life that you were ever hurt? Then it's not working. Nope, not working. Try harder. Come back later. Try, try harder. Wait till you're crying and also journaling. <laughs> All over your soggy, um, soggy notebook. <laughs> wet, wet from tears is what I meant. Well, no. Well, right. I mean, but like all of it. All of it. Yes. <laughs> but also be... I mean, I feel very called out because I absolutely have tear stains all over my diary. <laughs> oh, of course. Me too. Are you kidding? That's, uh, yes. That's yeah. the good stuff. Not, and, and of course, p- per apropos of all of it, not just from when I was writing it and my heart was bleeding out of my body, but also <laughs> all the times that I went back to reread them. Oh, Yes. You know what? I usually let a fair bit of distance. Like, I would not immediately go back and reread things, mm-hmm. um, especially in college because I was writing very, very late at night usually. So I would just either, like, mm. scribble something very messily by the light of our, our Christmas lights, which we always left on for each other. <laughs> and uh, and then, like, immediately crash out at 3 o'clock in the morning. Or um, I would just... Like I would be like in between classes and I would have 12 minutes and I would just scrabble something down and then come back to it like three months later. Oh my God. Um, One of the things that I did for Mortified was my diary from my sophomore year of high school 
Ooh. and he, and it's, I mean, it's so perfect. It's this little notebook that I got at like, where the hell did I get it? Spencer's. it's this spiral bound notebook and on the cover in like Brady Bunch squares is the cast of Daria oh such a time piece oh I love it it's such a perfect time piece and uh and my mortified producer Siobhan was like oh my god this is you know this is so bad like it's so just bleeding everywhere i'm like yeah and guess what i used to take this motherfucker to school and oh. write in it in between classes around people wow. that is bold <laughs> it, yeah it i mean that was not a habit that i then kept up by any means that was for a little while until i realized what a liability it was yeah that is dangerous real dangerous i Living honestly on the edge. can't believe it didn't happen you know jen Ponton. Tempting fate. For real. It does make me wish that I journaled more in college, though. I mean, like, I was busy doing things that I was normally busy with in high school, but also uh, the difference in college was that I was in major relationships. Mm. And that kind of supplanted my own journaling. And I wish it hadn't because college was... I feel like most people are like, oh my God, college was the best four years. But when I think about it, I do not feel that way. I I preferred high school in many ways. And I think so much of it came from the fact that in high school, we were kind of this collection of feral weirdos. And in college, I didn't have that feeling. College felt like these were all normal, real people. Uh, I was with, you know, real actors as opposed to, like, feral raccoons. (laughs) 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 And there was a competitiveness that I had never, like a, like a, and a, a dark-edged competitiveness that that mm. I did not enjoy um, that felt more part and parcel of, like, yeah, what actually awaited you in the theater world. And I was like, ugh, this is yeah. dumb. No, yeah. where's the camaraderie? Where's the coming together from, from all of our uh, respective, like, isms? Right. <laughs> yeah. And that just didn't exist in college. So, like, I had friends and I had a good time, but... Uh, but it just, it felt so much less um, like the actual super glue of heart and soul uh, than what I experienced in high school. Isn't that weird? I mean, everybody has a different experience for sure. Well, totally, um, right. And I was, t- I was like full on terrified for the first three months of college because mm. I had had such good friends in high school. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, maybe I will have three. <laughs> oh, um, and it worked out great. Like I, I, I have said over and over again, I don't feel like I paid for an education. I think that I paid for to, to, to have some of like the best six friends that anybody could ever find, but that's not a great Aww. reason to go to a college, but, but also, um, no, I love, I love those people beyond, like I would jump off a fucking cliff for any of those kids. Oh, I love that. That makes me so happy. High school, though, the um, a small handful of the ones from high school have stuck around, and like, yeah, they're just like the fucking cement of my heart. I mean that in a good way. I mean that like the the building materials, not like 
Not like the thing you're going to toss off the bridge to sink you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. These, these folks will be my undoing. <laughs> <laughs> For when your heart needs to sleep with the fishes. Oh my God. Oh, so today we're talking about secrets. This kind of works perfectly for a quarantini in that like, you know, it's a little bit like what's kind of magic is that something that was just a secret just for you. And maybe you told like one person ever, but it was really just your thing. Um, and it, and, and all kinds of things, whether it was like where you kept a book of poetry, just the the most vulnerable little part of your heart oh. doing what it's got to do in whatever weird way it's got to do it. <laughs> I mean, uh, when I, when this pops to mind, I just think about the ways that I would play when I was younger and bored when I didn't have any toys with me for whatever reason. Like um, when I was really young, uh, my great grandma had a house up in Westchester. So when we would come up to visit my family in New York, we would always wind up there and there was like nothing. There were no other kids. There hadn't been kids in that house in years and years. So I would, <laughs> I'm just realizing now there was probably lead paint. Um... <laughs> How funny. Ha ha ha. I was unsupervised. <laughs> I, one of the back bathrooms had peeling paint. Absolutely, there was lead in this paint. And I would, I would peel off the little chips so until I – like, I would make like a backwards mosaic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would peel off little chips of the paint until it made a pattern. And then I would like tell myself a story about the pattern. I never ate oh them. God. Yeah. Looking back on that, that's, <laughs> that's bad. Um, and then if I got bored of that, I used to take toilet paper – and I would rip it into little strips until they looked like paper dolls. <laughs> oh, my God. I love this. <laughs> and then I would just play with paper dolls made of toilet paper. <laughs> oh. Ain't nothing going to break my stride. <laughs> it was big. There were, there were like two toys and worlds of lore that were huge in my young life. And that was the My Little Ponies and the Care Bears. Shocker. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. like, honestly, I could still say the same thing. Still true. God, they were so satisfyingly shaped. So, yes. Uh, I still have, uh, not all of them, but I have a lot of My Ponies still. And oh, my mom was like, right. do you want me to? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Give them to me. I still have, uh, I still have a, a castle stable. I had that castle, the pink one with the blue turrets. Uh huh. Oh man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had that, and I had a weird little stable where you could. It was like a carrying case where you could just like. That's exactly what I have. Park them. Yeah. That's exactly what I have. I do not still have the giant folding castle. However, I do have the case that it, the cardboard case that has the castle on it. That inside had like. To a to an adult's eyes, it almost looks like a shoe rack. Sure, yes. <laughs> right? uh-huh. And yep. and then the ponies went in there. And so what I did was because all that plastic had cracked after I don't know thirty years, <laughs> um, I took the plastic out and I took the uh, I took like the 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 little cardboard nails out of the junctures in the cardboard and I sure. flattened it all and I laminated it and I put it on my wall. Oh my god, I love it. That's adorable. 
That's so cute. Ah. Because I am six. Nice. <laughs> um, and my ponies... So the way that I use, I kind of remember this. We had a pool table in our house uh, growing up. It came with the house when my folks bought it. And uh, the pool table was almost never actually used for pool. I would line up my ponies along the perimeter, uh, you know, on the, on the wood. And I would have them go in a loop for hours. And I would oh. just move one by one by one by one. This whole line of like, I don't know, 25 ponies. <laughs> that was how I entertained myself. And I can remember, like, shockingly, I actually quite enjoy light, monotonous tasks. Oh, so do I. I like data entry. I like sorting things. Oh, God. If there's, I a, love if there's that an shit. end, if there's an end to it, if it's like put mm, all of these mm-hmm. things in an envelope or whatever. <laughs> yes. Yes, my brain really likes that. My brain doesn't like most things that that implies. Sure. Uh, my brain's like, shut up, let me play. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, did you say one totally mindless, monotonous task for seven hours? Yes, please. <laughs> yes. So I think that, I think I pretty much went into like a zen state and just moved ponies around one by one around the perimeter of a table for hours. And I don't believe there was much, uh, like, there might have been some of them talking, but that really wasn't the objective at that point. Really? That's yeah, so that interesting. Oh, man. Mine was always stories. Um, and for some reason, have you ever seen, uh, oh, no. Why can't I think of it all of a sudden? Fuck. Oh, yeah. Bugsy Malone. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Okay. So it is. And I know this now, but it's kids in a gangster movie. (gasps) I've seen stills from it. That's so funny. With like Scott Baio as a boxer and stuff. Yeah. So when I was a child child, these kids were like big kids. But it did not occur to me until much, much later that they were children playing adults. It did not understand it at all. (laughs) I don't know how. They were just so grown up. Um uh, but no, I had the record for that. So I would like line up all of my stuffed animals and I would just have them like reenact the entire movie. But weirdly enough, if if anyone ever walked in on me playing, I would get super embarrassed. I don't know why. I don't know why. I was I was smart and funny and like I was uh, doing all of this stuff and I liked to be like watched and praised, but I felt even when I was like five or six, I felt like it was still a very childish thing to do. Why? Yeah. Nobody was shaming me about it. Um, maybe it was just something about it bursting the magic for me. But uh, yeah, if anybody ever walked in, uh, my, I would just be like, Mom, can you just holler down the hall? Like, chill down the hall. Let me know you're coming. And she was like, no, it's fine. I like to watch you play. And I'm like, no. <laughs> it's private. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which, of course, got worse when I got older and then my Barbies were, like, doing it. Oh, God. Yeah. No, forget it with Barbies. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. (laughs) Do you know what? So, um, let's see. When I was five or six, I got my first music that was just for me. Oh. Right? So, like, that was not Raffi. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, my, My father was a big... I mean, just he he adored music, 
and um, played guitar and like dreamed of probably being a folk singer. And I remember he got me three cassette tapes and he was like, you know, your music is a part of everybody's life. You're going to find the things that you love. And here's like a, here's like a sampling so that you can find out what you like. And so he got me three greatest hits tapes. The first one was Elton John. Oh, nice. The second one was the Beach Boys. Oh. And the third was Gloria Estefan. Yes. Oh, my which God. was definitely the outlier for my dad because, of course, he loved the Beach Boys and, of course, he loved Elton John. And I, and I, I don't know. I don't know if he was like, this is somebody who's hip and with it. Sure. Yeah, that seems like a dad thing. Like, what's on the top 40? Right. Let me tell you. Sipping with it. <laughs> Gloria Estefan Greatest Hits is a banger. That's great. It is a banger. And I loved her. And I and I listened and listened and listened. And um and I would, you know, I learned all the songs. I would sing along with all the songs. And I remember, you know, everything is very overwrought. It's very emotional. And I, I would basically play that as like a soundtrack to my Barbies and I would create scenes around them. So everything was very overwrought with like Dark Night of the Soul and like Please Come Back and You're My Everything and blah, 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 you know, all of that. Oh, sure. (laughs) And I remember, but I remember really having no concept of that being embarrassing because I recall family friends being over and I was just doing that on my own in the living room with my tape player oh. and uh, and completely ignoring that that our family friends were like were totally tickled by the fact that I was listening to you know one of like the greatest uh, love song troubadours of our time <laughs> and I'm like six years old and creating all of the soap opera around it yes that's so great <laughs> oh my god that makes me think of there was this little kid um that I I babysat for these three kids um one who was like 12 one who was eight and one who was six and they were such a funny little mishmash of of people um but the oldest one was like us she was like giving way too many fucks too early and she loved this she loved adult contemporary radio and she really loved that um tell me have you ever really 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 ever loved a woman do you know that song i think it's michael I think it's, bolton i think it's michael bolton tell me that she's a woman it's also a terrible song like the lyrics are bad like you can't rhyme woman with woman try harder but like, <laughs> it's so fucking sappy. And this little girl, she would make everyone be quiet when it came on the radio to the point where I was like, I don't want to listen to the radio because <laughs> it would come on once an hour. <laughs> God, can we just have a moment of appreciation for the, for the fictional acknowledgement of our life that is Tina Belcher from Bob's Burgers? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, good God, never have I seen my <laughs> my own sense of, <laughs> of of devastating vulnerability and angst and giving every last fuck and just being a total social disaster the way I do with <laughs> Tina. And obviously the difference is like Tina 
fucking owns exactly who she (laughs) is. And I wish I had had that level of confidence when I was in middle school because she's just, God, I love her so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, same. I I think that my first inkling that people even had that, actually, I mean, it came from somebody who was already very popular and um, she was like on the swim team and she was in my, I think she was in my youth youth group yeah yeah that's how we were hanging out and I just remember um she would just call out her farts all the time and she thought they were so funny but she was otherwise this like very very dainty not dainty but like she had a foul mouth but she was very girly girly Mm -hmm. girly girly and like lauded for being a pretty 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 girly girly girl and that is of course why she could get away with being crass because it's like the Sarah Silverman thing where it's like, oh God, you don't expect that coming out of somebody who looks so pretty and dainty. But mm-hmm. but when she would just like rip one and then like proudly walk around just sort of circulating the fart, I was like, oh, I can do that. Like not specifically with farts, although <laughs> that was a gateway. <laughs> but no. <laughs> To do something that everyone thinks is so gross, but it's something that everybody does, and then not allow someone else to make fun of you for it, that was power. And I saw that, and I was like, holy shit. Totally. Totally. As exemplified in the 1995 Criterion Collection, Billy Madison. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're not cool to be sure. unless you pee your pants. Unless you pee your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I wish that did uh, not hold up in some ways. You know what I mean? Like, I wish it didn't still make me laugh because oh, it's so problematic. But I'm actually not a huge fan of that genre. I mean, I'm not, I but it was still, still so friends. formative. Oh, sure, sure. It was I, just formative without me wanting it to be, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, skipped, I skipped that whole era, though, because we didn't have cable. Oh. And I was, um, like, I was going to movies a lot in, like, the summer after, of 96 because I finally had money. Like, 95, 96, I had a job. And, um, you know, I was only making, like, 250 bucks a, a week, but I was making money. Mm-hmm. Um, and before then... Like, I just wasn't really going out or spending money at movies. Or right. if we were at someone's house, <laughs> I would probably watch, like, 20 minutes of a movie most. <laughs> unless unless <laughs> it was, like, a snow day and somebody was like, let's watch Dead Poets Society. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. Also, undiagnosed ADD. So. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I didn't make it yes. through a lot of movies. Yes. All of those, uh, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison is there a third one that I'm forgetting? Possibly. Waterboy? No, Waterboy came out when I was 14, as I will literally never forget, and you know exactly why. Yes. For sure. <laughs> Bitch, I know the opening weekend. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I haven't watched it since, by the way. <laughs> That's great. That's how I, I'm not going to tell Jen's story for her, but that's, that's why I can't, 
I had, I had, I definitely watched Dumb and Dumber while my friend was giving her boyfriend a hand job next to me, and I didn't oh, know. Oh no! I didn't know what to do. I was like, Oh up. no! Well, I guess this is happening. Dude, can you imagine having the memory of an orgasm during that movie? No. Ugh. <laughs> God. Gross. Ew. <laughs> Stop it. Ew. Oh no. What if like the only thing then? Then you were like hardwired to get turned on by like there's something about Mary's style. All <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh yes. Okay. So so right. So Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, probably not Adam Sandler's world, but same genre. Dumb and Dumber, The Mask, Ace Ventura. All of that came out when I was in middle school. Uh huh. So. Farts That's... were very funny. Yes. <laughs> Slapstick humor was very funny. Adam Sandler's goofy voices were very funny. Oh, yeah. Of um, course. Adam Sandler. I had a couple friends who had in it Adam Sandler's comedy tape, mm-hmm. which had like, wow. Okay. I guess I would have to go back and listen to it again. But it, like, um, uh, oh, they're all going to laugh at you. All of that oh. stuff on it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I finally sat down and listened to that because I was tired of hearing people make the jokes and not understanding the references. And then after oh, I yes. listened to it, I was like, well, now I get the references, but I still don't think it's very funny. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's it's really just, it's fine. Some things are just not for me and that's okay. Oh, I would just like to talk one more time about how satisfied, like, uh, of a toy, of, like, the way a toy feels in your hand, and then, like, the way you can move it. A Care Bear, the weight is so good, mm. and, like, you can chew on them just a little bit. <laughs> I was not a chewer. I, I put everything in my mouth, because of course <laughs> I did. Oral incorporative, that's what that is. That, I wasn't, like, necessary gnawing on everything, but I needed it in my mouth. Um, I got to live so much of my young life in secret. Okay, here's one of the most secret things that I... (laughs) Well, I guess this one wasn't just me. My dad gave me a lot of weird things. And one of them... Y'all are going to hear about the difficulties with my dad in a couple weeks. So let me me stack the deck in his favor for now. He was so distressed by how different I was. Oh. He was so he was beside himself because he had been bullied as a kid. Um and I don't think he found his social circle. He found like lifelong friends in high school. Um and I I adore those stories. He found his he found his footing really when I did when he was like fourteen. But before that was hell. And when he saw that happening for me, um, I mean he was he was beside himself and he didn't know how to help. And he he hadn't you know quote unquote gotten it right himself. So he was just grasping at straws. And so when I was like eight or nine, he got me Dale Carnegie's. How to Win Friends and Influence People. <laughs> ah, no, yes. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> so like, advanced for a child. It's no, right? I mean, good God. It's how to sell timeshares, not yes. how to get mean children to like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
like, no, it'll work. You, you look them in the eye and you shake their hand and you ask them about their kids. And I'm like, no, dad, <laughs> this is only going to make things nine million times oh, worse. Can you imagine if you like marched into sixth grade shaking people's hands? Fuck. Can you? <laughs> Might have sealed the deal for Scott Horowitz, though. <laughs> I feel like Scott Horowitz would have been appreciative of that, of those soft skills. And, the, and then I'm next to you and I'm like, this is Jen Pont and she's my attorney. <laughs> this is my associate, Lillian Buss. <laughs> it's like the ad agency that Kermit works with in my yes, yes. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh yeah, no, I... I Oh, fuck. I remember very young reading um, a real 70s body language book. Like, you've probably seen it. The cover was this woman, like, with her arms crossed. And, and it's, like, I think pointing out all of her, like, arms crossed means that you're not welcoming, you know. It was it was Ooh. such a, it was, I think, I think it was just called body language. I'll, I'll find it. Um, and it was, of course, like, super heteronormative and very not quite feminist woke. Um but they weren't wrong. And I remember I was probably in like seventh or eighth grade. And I remembered reading the thing about like showing the inside of your wrist to someone you're flirting with. And I was like, that feels like, like very sexy. <laughs> like as a seventh <laughs> or eighth grader, for some reason, just like trying to make someone look at the inside of your wrist. I don't know. It made me feel very You into that wrist action? <laughs> that hot wrist action that sweet wrist action Mm. although I will say and maybe I will cut this but I will certainly tell you uh, (laughs) wrists are a huge erogenous zone for me oh yeah oh my god and like the inside of my elbow forget it oh yeah 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 Yeah, so there is like something about that yeah I don't know if it's like because it's so vulnerable I'm... Well, I think it's also symbolic. It's like a pulse point. Right. Yeah. And it's where yeah. it's where heat, it's one of the heat gathering spots, like, because it's yeah. where you put perfume. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's also like, you know, traveling. Uh, hands are very important to me, just in mm-hmm. general. Like, I take care of my hands meticulously, and I love to notice other people's hands, not even like necessarily in a sexy way. Like, it's just very fascinating to me. And it has a lot to do, I don't know, I feel like personality comes out in hands a whole lot. But I definitely mm. started paying attention to all that because of this body language book. And um, did it necessarily... You have very expressive hands. Like, I, I, I see that with your hands. I don't know what mine say, but like... I know worlds about you from yours. Oh, interesting. Or maybe I don't know it from your hands, but like your hands absolutely match exactly who the fuck you are. Yay! That's right? Great. It's it I mean it is. It's adorable. That. Thank you. But I don't know how to apply that rule to myself. Huh. Uh I don't know. To me my hands just look like big big child hands. <laughs> no. One of the dumb things. Um, we actually haven't talked about body image a whole lot on here, but one of the dumb things that um, grownups would say to me when I was like blossoming into womanhood um, was they they would say, especially at church, they would say, your fingers taper so nicely. The weird was, thing is, 
I was, was going to theme. say that. Oh. <laughs> and oh, it's very noticeable. And those were your mom's hands, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're it's, very, my, my mom's fingers were longer, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, they're very interesting shapes. <laughs> oh, thanks. You're welcome. Thank you. I just always, the what I heard whenever anyone said, when they said your fingers taper so nicely, especially as an adult, like, what are you even doing looking at my child hands so much? But whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it sounded to me like, well, at least you don't have stubby Vienna sausage fingers. Right, 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 right. <laughs> at least part of you is thin. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You have such dainty wrists and your fingers taper so nicely. Like, and right? you, you have a pretty face. <laughs> There's something interestingly Victorian about them. I don't know, oh. like Vic- Victorian, witchy, the, like delicate, but not delicate because of thinness. Delicate because like, because you just never see hands like that. That's no. the way I think of it. Yeah. Thanks. And so I'm like, yeah, of course this woman lives her life with boas and sequins. (laughs) Like, of course she does. How did we get here? How did we get here? I started going on about how hot wrists make (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But body language. Oh, the body language. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, Just like with your win friends and influence people, I was very well aware that this was like way advanced but also, I was like, mm-hmm. I have all these secrets. <laughs> uh, also, another secret, but this was shared. This was shared. My parents had that big seven, that big maroon 70s book of like the big book of sex or the joy of sex. I can't remember. But like oh. every couple had it. Yeah. Right? And it was all. I mean, not at my house, but yes, other people's no. houses had it. <laughs> Lots of, uh, lots of swinging adults. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess and also swinging was... adults, but yeah. I meant swinging hepcats. Yeah. And everybody was hairy. That was the thing that I was always like, wow. Right. Yes. Yes. And there was full on bush in all of those. Oh. I was like, whoa, is this Everywhere. what's going to happen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler uh. alert. You are not Italian. It was not. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Everyone is different. Uh, everybody's different. Um, uh, uh, yeah. So like that was the sleepover book. And I, because, um. Oh yes. Oh yes, 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 yes. When friends would sleep over, we'd sleep in our third bedroom, which was my dad's office. And my dad's office had a bunch of bookshelves and it was in there. And so there was a pullout couch. And we'd sleep on the pullout couch and my parents would leave us alone. And I was like, it's time for the book. And we never poured over it for a very long time because it was so intimidating. Uh, It's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot. And so I feel like we'd only sneak it open and look at like a page or two and then feel completely overwhelmed and put it back. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I remember that feeling too. And the first time that you were like, oh, I know too much. Yeah, or yeah, or like, what just the beyond, fuck do I like, do uh, with this? Right. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I told you I used to sneak off when my mom would drop me off at the library and I would find the romance novels and just flip to all the cracked pages, like cracked spine, and just 
that was definitely a big, big secret for me for ages. Mom's like, she loves the library. Oh, my God. I wish I had found books like that. I didn't have anything like that, did I? I don't think so. Well, what's even funnier is that I never had any patience for, like, the Harlequin novel, like, the romance. Uh If I was going to want that kind of thing, I would just go for, like, Sweet Valley High. Um, But the ones that were, like, we're meant to be sexy, but we're not explicit. (laughs) I don't don't need that. I know where the Clan of the Cave Bear book is. Wait, is there a whole brand of genre, of romance genre, that never actually goes into the sex? Oh, I mean... It's been a long time since I've looked at Harlequin, but I feel like it was more, it was less, like, they would talk about sex, but it was not, like, fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was not a play-by-play. It was more, like, soft core romance. Romance. It was romance. Like, making love, not, like, turgid members and things like that. Huh. I mean, I, I, like... I, I like the exact merging of the two. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I did not realize there were books that would skimp on one. Well, <laughs> really? yeah. Yes, I didn't realize that there were books that would skimp on one. That's correct. Yeah, I, and again, I haven't looked at them in ages, but what I would do with the Harlequin... You know, you could just you could just order things back in the day, and they would send them to you, assuming that you were going to send them a check. But then you didn't... <laughs> have to and it's not like someone was going to come repossess your harlequin romance novels so i um i i was just ordering them as much as i could get away with them and then my mom would sometimes get them before i did (laughs) out of the mailbox (laughs) and sometimes she wouldn't but um like you would get a free necklace with some of them (laughs) so i had these terrible (laughs) shitty fake gold chains oh no yeah Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I remember my mom was like, you have to return these. And I was like, I can keep the chain. It said so in the ad. And she was like, send it all back. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, you fighting to just keep a crappy chain. I just wanted my necklace. Oh, (laughs) I didn't find I didn't find books like that. I mean, I did really like when horror was just supposed to be young adult enough that it veered into sexy territory and I was like oh yes please more of this but then there yeah. wasn't more of it and I'm like right. eh. um and I did not actually read a real real romance novel until literally September of 2019 <laughs> and I was like Jesus Christ what have <laughs> I been missing somebody give me the memo sooner <laughs> um, but <laughs> <laughs> but um what did I I don't know if I had any of those secrets. Um what I what I did have more of were places, especially when I was younger. So because I was so unattended, um I spent a ton of time outside and just totally in my head. So Uh, Our property is right up next to the cemetery, and what once upon a time before Hurricane Sandy um, uh, separated our properties was this big, long line of pine trees, and in the back was a, well, they weren't pines, but, you know, evergreen, giant fucking evergreen trees, Uh and 
there was a big cluster of them at the back and they were climbable and really sappy and the yes. whole, and it was just <laughs> it was just this whole um clearing of just dead pine needles and like one industrial pallet that must have been discarded from the cemetery it was like it was like black particle board and that was it. And so I made, I think it was tech, it must have been our property. And I made it my fort. And I would just hole up back there and like pack bags as though I was never going to come back home. Oh. <laughs> but Did it you... was my fun secret, you know? Yeah. Did you ever run away? Never even remotely effectively. I would basically pack a backpack and I'd be gone for like 45 minutes. Yeah. I never, there was never any commitment to it that resulted in being searched for. Yeah, yeah. Being worried about getting further than, I mean, a couple blocks. Yeah. But it, but it was freedom that I had anyway. So there was... Um, it just it never happened, but there were there were so many fantasies where I'd pack a little backpack and um, uh, <laughs> I would I you know I'd put in like a book and a snack <laughs> and I'd just leave my room and I'd go off and I was like I'm running away and then 45 minutes later or like maybe even when my mom just called outside for dinner. <laughs> You know, so it was like a game, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think of it as a game. Mm. I thought of it so earnestly, but mm-hmm. it's just, it just didn't happen. Yeah, no, I was always, I was, I was very aware that like it would take me a long time to even get out of my neighborhood. Um, oh. <laughs> really, <laughs> we were at the end of a long ass drive, and it was a um. A dead end, like three doors down from me at the public landing. So if I was, I remember I walked to my friend Roxy's one time, and I want to say that took at least 20 minutes to a half an hour, which was definitely longer than I was used to wandering around by myself in a place where it was like ditches. There was no sidewalk. It was, it was like you were on the street or you were in someone's yard. It wasn't mm-hmm. a, a walking around type of town. Um, so I was like, uh, it just seemed like too much work if I was going to actually try to run away. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. And all that conditioning with, like, fucking too smart for strangers. Oh, Forget yeah. Forget it. It yep. would not have gone well. No. <laughs> but, uh, but I would hide away in my fort, and I'd climb the tree and get covered in sap and just, like, sit and read and probably just, I think even more than reading, I was just in my head. Yeah. I was just... A flight of fancy that just never ended. (laughs) And um, there were also, there were also then woods to the other side. So I could then cross the backyard and go further into the thicket, which in almost my entire adult life has just been way too overgrown. It just became a tangle, and there's so much poison ivy in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, was, God. <laughs> once upon a time, there was very little, or like it was just on the perimeter, and then it just took over. And so I haven't actually been in that, in the woods, since I was, 
in high school, maybe even a little bit before, but definitely the latest it would have been was high school. And you could walk along this path and like n nobody else's property backed up to it, so I don't know who was in there, but like you could walk through this tangle that I understood, and then there was almost like a a roughly crafted teepee made out of a fallen tree and like other what? branches. Did someone else make this? Yeah, it wasn't me. Huh. It wasn't me. And uh, sometimes there would be like discarded Gatorade bottles and um, might have been porn. Might have been porn. Yeah, yeah. What Porn in the woods. That's the thing. Absolutely. Porn in the woods. Um, and if you kept going long enough, so I would, I would convince myself that I was running away. If you kept going long enough, it didn't end in like woods and unicorns. It ended in this like a budding neighborhood and a girl who I didn't like the backyard of her house. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't want to end up here. <laughs> thought there were going to be waterfalls and ponies. <laughs> but alas, <laughs> I, I was consulting the wrong map. Womp womp. <laughs> I was womp. consulting the wrong map. <laughs> oh, God. Another secret that should not have been a fucking secret, but of course it was, um, was that the only kid that I lived near at all was my next door neighbor who was a really creepy, very unpleasant boy. He was one year older than me, and uh, until puberty, he was fine company, and, you know, it was almost more like siblings, like I'd just get irritated with him, and then we wouldn't play, and then I'd get bored, and we would play, whatever. Mm -hmm. But as soon as even a whisper of puberty hit him, uh, maybe by the time he was 10. Sorry, that sounds like a terrible cologne. <laughs> <laughs> Like, loves baby soft. Whisper of puberty. <laughs> oh, my That's God. Why loves baby soft. Smells By like. the way, recommendation for you and early yes. recommendation for everybody. Fucking look on YouTube for the original loves baby soft commercial from the oh, 70s. Holy nice. shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. It, it is so distressing. Oh, God. It's so gross. It's so creepy. It's basically like you're super sexy, just like a baby. Just oh, like no. a baby is so sexy. Oh. That's you, you sexy baby. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> Yuck. It's <laughs> oh, amazing. And so 70s. I mean, I just, I can't. And it's this grown woman in a fucking negligee holding like a teddy bear. And it's like the innocence of childhood. Oh. Super sexy. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> this, this did not age well. Vito. Vito. <laughs> Jesus. That sucks. I really, I liked the lemon one. It was like so Oh, I never tried the lemon one. Yeah, I had, I got a box that had, I want to say there was a green one that was maybe jasmine. There Ooh. was Love's Baby Soft. There was the blue one, which was rain. And then the yellow one, which was like, it smelled like a lemon cookie. I don't know if they still make it, but I... I really like that. I remember my mom being like, why is that the one you like? You smell like Pledge. And I was like, I love it. <laughs> and it didn't smell like Pledge anyway. It smelled like a lemon cookie. Um, I know exactly why you liked it. Because it smelled like clean. It did. You're correct. It smelled like clean. 
Mm. Um, other secrets. Uh, my sister's mom had worked in a department store and um, there was like a stash of old Clinique samples, which had to have been a decade old, um, underneath one of our sinks. So as soon as I started playing with makeup, I started like digging through there. And of course it was not I think it was stuff that she had gotten for my sister who has darker skin than me. Mm-hmm. And so none of the shades were any good. They were like, no. so I, so I was like, well, this lipstick doesn't look good on me. This cover up doesn't cover up my pimples. I guess makeup right. isn't for me Ow. <laughs> when in fact it was just like, no coral is not your color. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, because you are not a Mediterranean Greek statue. I am not. <laughs> that is not me. You're literally an illustration. It's like we live in cool world. (laughs) (laughs) I have never seen someone who looks so much like, like a caricature come to life. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I wish I looked like that cool world girl. Fuck cool world, man. The fact that that appealed to kids. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Because then I watched as an adult and I'm like, Oh fuck. Oh no. It's kind of dirty. It's exclusively dirty. Yeah. Exclusively. Like, no cool-framed Roger Rabbit yeah. can live in that medium world. Sure. I mean, and, and medium is being generous. Right. Cool world? Absolutely not. Essentially porn just happens to be animated. It wow. was like Fritz the Cat with, with Brad Pitt. Oh! <laughs> Gosh, I haven't seen it in ages. I think we've got the DVD of that. You probably do. Maybe I'll give it a little look. You should. <laughs> you should. Oh, so, um, but the, the bad secret about my neighbor, when my neighbor hit a whisper of puberty, um, he decided that the woods that backed his house, he would make into his sex fort. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. oh, what did that mean, Jen? I oh. wish I couldn't tell you. I wish I don't know. I wish I couldn't tell you. <laughs> So, first of all... But since you know, now you have to tell us. (laughs) First of all, I will repeat myself. This shit was all covered in poison ivy. Oh, God. Not just the beautiful green, magical ground growth. Also, the fuzzy stuff that grows on trees. Uh. So, let's see. My property had the entrance to the woods. His did not. He'd have to come onto our property to go in. But... His was all like honeysuckle and brambles. And so there was one small tree that had fallen and basically was like a limbo stick into (laughs) this little thicket of honeysuckle. Oh, I just had a nice memory that we used to um, like honeysuckle together. Oh. Which sounds way sexier than it was. (laughs) No, no, no. We used to do that with honeysuckle. Absolutely. I don't remember how to do it now. Oh, uh, you pop the flower, you pop the end off, um, and then you pull like this. This sounds sexual, no matter what you do with it. Um, you pull the stamen. <laughs> well, to be out. fair, it is flower genitals. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> Flowers. Thank you, Georgia O'Keefe. Um, we used to, we used to pop the little green end off of it, and then you would pull the flower <gasps> off the of the stamen. And then it, you could, like, see the little drop of of the sap, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then you could just suck it yeah. out. Yeah. 
God, can you imagine if you had allergies? Oh, God, please. <laughs> I mean, it never even occurred to me. I Ugh. ate so many honeysuckle blossoms. Yeah, that's what we used to do together, like, before it got real, real weird. But anyway, this little, this small tree had fallen over in the thicket, and it was covered in, um, in furry poison ivy, in poison ivy. <laughs> and whatever shifted in his brain shifted enough for him to be like, I'm going to make this our secret spot. And so he decided to take out his penis and rub it on the tiny tree and go underneath it like it was a ritual, right? Like that was the key to rub one's genitals on this little tree that was at child waist height and go underneath and sit in the little thicket. And he was like, I want to show you my sex fort. And I was like, uh... Oh, no! I I do not like that. You've been getting kind of weird of late and... (laughs) I don't think I like the sound of that, but I followed him to it, and I'm like, eh. And so he he pulls his pants down, and he rubs his penis on it, and he goes underneath, and he sits down, and he's like, now it's your turn. And I was like, no. Oh, no, no. no. Absolutely the fuck not. And I don't remember. (laughs) I, I know for sure that I did not do the ritual, I can't recall if I just went underneath and sat with him, but I don't think so. I think he had freaked me out so fully that I was like, absolutely not. I'm going home. Yeah. But I didn't tell my parents. Uh-huh. Because, nope. because why, well, why would I tell my parents? Right. Why would I believe that I was owed anything but little boys being weird creeps? Yep. Ever. Yep. Well, I mean, you know, that's also the second anything like that happens you backtrack and you're like fuck what did i do did i do something right like, and he said he was gonna do this and i like came with him so then maybe right. it is my fault and no no yes yes oh absolutely. god i hope that guy got fucking poison ivy all over his crotch forever <laughs> he had to have at least once oh my god i just right little boys right Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he was so fucked up. So, so fucked up. And um, did one other real creepy thing that I also didn't tell my parents. And I've told my mom in, in adulthood. And she's like, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, because cause I thought that was just life. Like, come on. Oh, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. But I remember, so my bedroom window faced his house. And I remember waking up one morning in winter and it had snowed and I was like 13 maybe 14 and uh, I woke up and there were just one track of footprints going from his house to my window and just fucking stopped there Mm. that was it oh no he was watching you sleep I mean the angle would have been impossible but uh, but I think he was trying to, or maybe saw me getting dressed or getting undressed, or who knows? Uh, who knows? He was whew, not great. Young not man. Great. Those were secrets, you know, those were shitty secrets. The rest of them were, like, just for me. I was so full of needing to be my own. I, I didn't, I definitely didn't have the friendship resources for a long time Mm. to be able to share. 
about. I think I am naturally more of a sharer. Yeah. At least with like one key person. I mean, I'm just, I'm so sensitive that, uh, that if it's going to go out to the world, it's going to go out with my defense mechanisms, with all of my, with all of my inappropriate humor and, (laughs) and deflection. But if it goes to like one person, like you or Gabby, um, then it, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like that Mm. in general. Um, there, but when I didn't really have the option, I mean, I guess Brittany, Brittany shared a lot of secrets with me. Brittany was not, um, and she was so never a point of shame. No, I think about little things that I guess weren't all that weird for kids, but, um, like my, my friend Suzanne and I, we used to get on the phone and like plan, uh, to, to do a live performance of Labyrinth. <gasps> I love that. So we, we knew so much about the, we knew the movie so much and we would just like do scenes. We would each pick a character. We would just do scenes over the phone. <laughs> and I just remember oh being God. like, I should clearly be the worm because your Cockney accent is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> said Allah, but that's close enough she'd have gone that way she'd have gone straight to that castle (laughs) (laughs) Um, that was me and Brittany we would I mean we didn't do it over the phone we would essentially recite the entire thing along with watching it yes then yes for sure for sure sometimes uh I would like you know take my teddy bears and like act stuff out but um I remember I that was when I was first like I don't think that we should be doing these Jareth Sarah scenes. Like (laughs) (laughs) even at that young age, I was like, this is, mm, this is pretty grown up. I'm having a lot of feelings right now. By the way, I saw the most perfect tweet for us of all time. Oh, tell me. And I'm going to edit it slightly because it, it talks about straight guys. And I just don't think that it's limited to that at all. Sure. (laughs) If you are Gen X and your sexuality was not at least partly shaped by goth Mia Sarah in Legend and ballroom dress Jennifer Connelly in Labyrinth, I don't think we can be friends. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my god, Legend. Yes. Yes. Whether that comes down to the, the aesthetics that you are attracted to or whether that comes down to what your goal is for your own aesthetic for the rest of your life sure like, relatable yes <laughs> well I mean I've said over and over again that like literally I I missed that David Bowie I didn't understand the difference between Jareth and David Bowie I didn't understand David Bowie outside of Jareth that is what I mean to say um same I just like he was that and he was stretch pants and those fucking lips and those weird eyebrows and I wanted all of it and I was like absolutely <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Tina Turner Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, he was so seductive. Oh, God. It was so inappropriate. <laughs> it was so oh, inappropriate. So oh, it was so good. Oh. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> and then Jennifer Connelly obviously grew up to do Requiem for a Dream. Like, you can't like, oh, start, out, start out like Sarah and just wind up. <laughs> having on a, a normal sitcom. life right <laughs> that's right that's right working with tim allen <laughs> playing the harpy wife 
Mm-mm. Oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yay. Well, this was very satisfying. This is satisfying. Hmm. Other weird things. Oh, my God. Okay, you're going to love this, I think. So, uh, I'm just... I... I I mean, this is not so much a product of the time. There, it, it is. It definitely would be a difference from you, but uh, probably in like two thousand. Uh, once the internet was like, all right, I'm sticking around and I'm a thing. Uh huh. My parents decided to get a second line, and that second line would be our internet line. But of course, youths, it was only in. It was only in use when you were on the internet, which we were not constantly. Right. By any stretch. Uh, I mean, I was on as of like 7 p.m. every night until I could get away with it. <laughs> but um, the, it was it was a separate line just for the internet. We had our normal home line. And my parents decided that that second line could also be my private line unless it was otherwise being used oh. for connection. That's awesome. So it was great. So just in time for me to actually have friends, I had my own phone with my own answering machine. And I would make You had your my... own answering machine. That's fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Um it was attached to the cordless phone. Like they were the same machine uh at that point. That phone. And um I would make my outgoing message part of like some like some teaser for whatever my forensics piece was that uh-huh. year. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have my characters talking at you and talking at each other about where I was and how you should leave a message. <laughs> oh my god, if I could go back in time and find anything. That along with that along with, I was supposed, like, it was a big deal that we were in school in the year 2000. Everything was built around it being Y2K. Everything was built about around it being a whole new millennium. Yeah. It was the Willennium. <laughs> it was the it was the Backstreet Boys millennium. Oh like, God, the, yes, right. It was like a thing, and so I remember all of the like uh, all of the proprietary uh, uh, deliverables that we would get from the school district uh-huh. were based on it being like the year two thousand. Oh yes, and par- and part of this school planner that we just got upon the first day of school was um was like a time capsule and it was like write this in the year 2000 and then come back in 10 years and i don't know i have held on to a lot of things um many of which i marie condoed for things that that did not um that i could no longer remember what the reference was or why it meant something to me um but i held on to a lot Shockingly, did not find that planner anywhere Ugh. in my many boxes of uh, little squirrel nostalgia things. Um, and I don't know why, because I was dying to see. I remember filling it out. Sure. I remember filling it out and being like, oh, man, 10 years will never pass. And then 20 <laughs> years passes and you're like, shit. Yeah, where'd it go? <laughs> Whoops. 
damn it. How much was a loaf of bread? <laughs> oh my god. I apparent hey, I haven't I haven't driven in uh like three weeks now. Apparently gas is like a buck seventy. It might be less in Jersey. I think my friend in Massachusetts posted that it was one seventy. It might be something like one fifty here. Oof, I heard it was cheap because nobody's going anywhere. Sure. Absolutely. That's, that's crazy. And that's good though too, because I was like, should we fill up the gas tank? Should we get an extra thing for gas? I've been thinking that. I've been thinking that. Uh yeah. I mean I haven't spent a bunch of time there because I've been trying to manage my anxiety. Right. Um, <laughs> but I actually I uh will like we'll see. You're you're here in the moment. Um I have to leave the house today. I was hoping to keep a control on the situation by doing only delivery services, but uh, actually, I should probably look it up today. Instacart may very well be going on strike because oh. nobody, because the company is not taking care of the workers and they're dropping like flies. Oh, fuck. No, that's terrible. Yeah. And, um, and shipped. Uh, has been completely without any appointments forever. And a, a shipped employee was talking to my neighbor and saying, like, everybody's so sick. We're getting, like, 120 orders a day. It's nearly impossible. Oh. Um, it, like, it, it's it's crazy. It's just crazy. So I've been trying to place an order online for a delivery, but was unable to. However, I did place an order for pickup at a shop right nearby. Ah, that's so, good. That's easy. That should, hopefully, that'll be controlled enough. Hopefully, I won't catch anything in the limited public interaction I'll have to have. And I'll, like, just bleach the shit out of everything outside and then take it inside. Yeah. Right? Uh, oh. Yeah. And you know what? You probably can just hose everything down with um, rubbing alcohol. I don't think I have rubbing alcohol. Oh. Well, right. I think I pretty much only have bleach and tile cleaner and like essential oils. Gotcha. The tile cleaner should work, but I don't know if I want to put that on my food. Right. So if it's actual food, if it's like apples and stuff, that you're supposed to uh-huh. just be able to wash. Great. Oh, that's good. Yes, I'm getting a ton of produce, but a lot of it is already packaged. Gotcha. I think that's good. Um, recommendations. Oh, that is tricky. Not much has happened to me since yesterday. <laughs> um, I mean, in general, this is not. So recommendations. Um, there is this brand called Traditional Medicinals, and I really love their organic throat coat, lemon echinacea, herbal supplement tea, throat health and immune function, caffeine-free herbal tea. I do not... Uh, I do not drink a lot of caffeine. I'll have like one cup of coffee a week, maybe. <laughs> so I drink, mm-hmm. I prefer tea and decaffeinated things. And that, um, it's a, if you're not used to throat coat, uh, it's odd. Um, but it's a, like a little sweet and a little licorice Oh, I love it a lot. I love how licorice it is. Oh my God. Throat coat got me out of so many bad situations. Oh Yeah. um i continue to recommend that you all immediately stop what you're doing and youtube search loves baby soft commercial 1970s it's so upsetting it's so great um and my real my real life recommendation (laughs) is uh 
So I've most I haven't actually watched a ton of TV at all during this uh, crisis. I have um, I've mostly just been working and fretting, uh, but I did make some time to uh, give my anxiety a, a chill pill and watch the new season of The Sinner. Oh, The Sinner's so fucking good. It's a show on USA. It's on, the first two seasons are on Netflix. Season one is incredible, and it's Jessica Biel's show. She is the executive producer. She also starred in season one. Her and Bill Pullman. Oh. And I love Bill Pullman. God. I just, like, has there ever been a more lovable white male actor? Um, Tom Hanks, maybe. You know what? Like, him and Tom Hanks. Oh, I get him mixed up with Bill Paxton. Hang on. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman is the one who's always a little squinty and has oh, blonde yeah, yeah, yeah. hair. Yeah, ruthless people. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. yes, he's a doll. I adore Bill Pullman, and he's so he's so perfect, and you just want to give him a big hug. I do. Uh, the Sinner's so fucking good. So for those of you who are like also murderinos, it is. Uh, I mean, it, it's based on murders and then as you unfold the season you find you put all the pieces together bill pullman is this uh very empathetic cop who is at the center of them uh jessica beale is season one um the the murderer and you figure out why and how and and what went on um season two stars carrie coon is it just coon or coons I think it's just Kuhn. She's spectacular. And this child who is absolutely insane. Anyway, it's a really, really, really good show. It's a little murdery. It's dramatic. It's beautiful. It's shot upstate. So, like, visually I find it very um, satisfying. Uh It's really pretty. It's a great show. Uh, Strongly recommend. I think each season is eight episodes. So it's, you know, like a... A little capsule collection. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. I have one more recommendation. Tell me. Paul Feig. Yeah. I love Paul Feig all the time, always. Uh, on the off chance that he is listening, what a gem. Hooray. Uh, Paul has been doing uh, nightly IG Lives where he, do- he does his own quarantini because he's like the master of cocktails and he puts on one of his finest suits with his ascots and his lapel <laughs> brooches and he does and he kicks them off with a solo dance party oh. and it's just like I was watching it and I was just grinning and I'm like is this smiling is this happiness oh, oh happiness it's so nice to see you again oh. and um I mean just a man who exemplifies many 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 if not absolutely all of the things that you and I hold dear and that you and I uh all of the things that you and I hold dear and cling to in this podcast, along with life, like, uh, in general. I have so many feelings about Paul Feig, and all of them are wonderful. And, uh, and anyway, it's totally worth checking out his Instagram if you need some levity, uh, just to watch him dancing in his, in his bar corner, in his wonderfully dapper colorful suit like it puts such a smile on my face and it you know what it gave me a little bit of it just put a little gas in my tank to be that source of light that my friend was imploring me to um to keep being Mm -hmm. yeah so you know that 
dorky shit. <laughs> Amazing. Yay. Amazing. Thank you all so much for being here with us. We really hope you're okay and well and hanging in. And um, we will be here for you. Hooray. Hooray. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Talk Bye. soon. Bye. Bye.